Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I'm glad you're along with us this week because I have back on the podcast, Carrie Newcomer. And if you missed her the first time around on Faith Conversations, she is an award-winning songwriter, recording artist, performer, poet, author, activist, podcast host, and educator. And um, she's been at this for a while. And she also connects regularly and does things with Parker Palmer, who has been here on the podcast before also. And I'm delighted to welcome Carrie Newcomer back to Faith Conversations. Welcome. Great to be back. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you. And the big reason why you're back, one of the reasons is because you have a brand new project, actually projects <laughs> that are <Yes>. out, um, <laughs> an album and also a companion book, which is a book of poetry. And I'm ecstatic about that. Um, Until now um, is the name and, and that's the name on both, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so the album's called Until Now. And then the companion book of poetry is called Until Now, New Poems. New po okay, until now, new poems. And I'm really curious as we get into our conversation here today, and we're going to hear some music and we're going to hear some of your poems and talk about them. What's the difference between being a songwriter and a poet? Um, not every uh, songwriter is a poet, but uh, yeah, talk about that. What's well, different? That's a, great, that's a great question. And, um, you know, if you asked seven songwriters to, to tell you about their process, they would give you 14 ways that they do it, right? Right. But, but my process often begins with uh, writing, with, um, with poetry or short story or uh, some kind of prose essay writing. Mm. And okay. so, so many of my songs grow out of those kinds of writings. So when I, but when I start, when I, you know, when I start a poem, um, it may be a poem in and of itself, and and sometimes it's a poem on the way to a song. But I never know when I start them. You know, they they um, they come as they do. And same thing with an essay or a short story. I have uh, three books of poetry and essays and uh, short stories. And um, sometimes they were meant to be the story, and sometimes it's a story that became a song. So um, so. Uh, I've been writing quite a bit of poetry in the last couple of years. And so it seemed like the right thing to do to, um, to come out with this new album, with this companion book. There are a few poems in it that became songs as well, okay. but, but most of them were poems in and of themselves. Okay. And you just said really the, the, the intro to my next question, you said, you know, I've been writing quite a bit of poetry the last couple of years question. Um, did the pandemic launch you into writing more poems? I am sure that it altered the way you lived and moved and breathed in the world as a 
songwriter, singer, and, you know, traveling around and, um, and performing. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to go back to your first question for just a second. Poetry and lyric writing, they share a lot of the same tools. You know, they'll share metaphor, they'll share rhyme sometimes, but rhythm, things like that. But they are different animals. And the and lyrics were written to be combined with music, that they're intimately entwined with the music. Um, during COVID, the rhythms and patterns of my life, like so many people, changed utterly. Um, you know, I'm a traveling musician, and within a month, month and a half of being home with COVID lockdown, I had been home longer in a stretch than I'd been home in one stretch in 25 years. Oh my uh, goodness. So, so yes, the rhythms and the patterns of my life, you know, completely altered. Um, and, you know, as for many of us, you know, rolling up the sleeves, okay, it's like a big rock that gets placed in a river. If you've ever seen a stream and a rock gets you know, somehow falls into it, the water finds a way around. Right. And, um, you know, so like many of us, I was finding my way around, you know, what, what was kind of uh, uh, the impediment or what was in the way of either creative flow or the patterns of my life. Um, songs came hard. It was, ah. which was so interesting for me because Songwriting, I, you know, I picked up the guitar when I was 12 years old, learned my first three chords and started writing songs, you know, and, you know, songwriting is like breathing. Yeah. But songs came hard. They came. And I'm really proud and happy with the collection that came out with Until Now. But, but they came harder. And but the poetry was kind of like that water that was flowing around the rock. It, it, it flowed in a different kind of way. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think we, we find the way, you know, art yes, finds the way, the spirit finds a way. And honestly, another question that comes out of the major shift in life pattern for you and for many, uh, of course, during COVID, um, especially early on lockdown and this kind of the second wave too, um, how, how did it land with you relationally when you're gone a lot, but then you're back home in the same house. <laughs> For, I think yeah, I know. <laughs> there are things that have to shift and move and you have to figure out a new way of being with who else is in the house too. Absolutely. I mean, um, and you know, the, the good news is that my husband, Robert and I, we still like each other and we <laughs> yes. still laugh at each other's jokes, you know, it's great. Which is a pretty awesome thing to find out. Um, cause I always, since we met, I'd always been a traveling musician and, uh, and he travels well for his work. So, um, so that was a good discovery, but, and, but also <laughs> in, um, uh, yeah, th there had to be, there had to be some shifting. There had to be some deeper conversations, you know, there had to be a way of creating also creating solitude and space when that was needed i mean when there's more presence in 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 your living situation so like i said i i think um i think what i'm talking about what you're talking about was really echoed and i think that's one of the things about this album and this this book of poetry is i think a lot of the things i was writing about um you know really do have a, a 
a resonance with the kinds of questions, the kind of experiences that we were all navigating in one way or another. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I, you I agree. It's challenges. And also yeah. with the revelations. I mean, they were also, ah, you know, slowing down. There, there were good things about that. And being able to see, I live in the middle of the woods. I live out, in, you know, over hundred acres of woods in, in Southern Indiana. And, and I, I love ha having a, a bit of natural world around me that has become an old friend, being able to see those small changes day by day for an entire year was, yes. a, was actually a lovely thing and really contributed to the, the poetry writing mm -hmm. um, and to the art and to my life, you know? Yes. So there were things that were really lovely and, and revelations like, ah, well, that coping strategy, that doesn't work so well, you know? Did it ever work well? I think let's mm. look at another way mm. of, of dealing with stress, you know? I, I think there were a lot of revelations as well as you, you don't want to diminish that it was challenging, it's still challenging, it's not over, that many of us have had deep, grievous losses that have been accompanied this COVID time period, yes. I lost family members. So, mm. oh, so, so there's sorry. been this, uh, thank you. I appreciate that and I, I, I miss them. But it's this idea of, of holding, holding it all, holding the entire uh, entirety of our experience. And I think we're all still in process. I don't think we've, we're not, it's like, it's not done yet. And I think there's going to be a lot of processing that we're, we'll all be doing and that I'm doing. And that's, and I think maybe the main thread and main theme that runs through the book and the, the album is, you know, being kind to myself in process. Mm. You know? that, that's good. I, I appreciate that so much. And, oh, and that's, oh, I felt that experience listening through the album and reading through poems. Um, so I like, I appreciate that you named that. I was sitting here thinking, where do we begin music or poetry? But I think I'd like you to um, read a poem to begin. Sure. And I, I always love hearing it in the author's voice. There's just I when I listen to audiobooks, I love hearing the author's voice. So uh, I would love for us to maybe begin with what you won't hear on cable news. I thought this was so interesting. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much. I, I pulled up here. Yeah. Okay. What you won't hear on cable news. I want to tell you what you won't hear on cable news about a young woman in an airport who was so exhausted and harried by hours of delay and wrangling an overtired toddler that when her little boy finally and completely melted down and planted himself on the floor, she sat down beside him and started to cry. I want to tell you about the five random women who immediately flowed in from all directions. One pulled out a little toy from her purse. One offered a snack or to go get something to drink. One who called the child honey and wiped his nose with a tissue and offered another one to the grateful mother. And the one who asked if it was all right to walk hand in hand with the child right there at the gate, close by and always, always in sight. I want to tell you about a man who makes soup and bread and then gives it away. And the nurse who held his hand when he was breathless and afraid. 
I want to tell you about my neighbor who drives around all winter with snow chains in his car just in case someone need help. I want to tell you about all the people I meet who keep extending themselves and braving the risk of being told it's none of their business, who offer a hand or a bit of encouragement or a couple of bucks, who will walk a fussy child around the gate because it's the kind thing to do. I want to tell you that, that the world still turns every single day on an axis of goodness an unexpected grace that shows up without fanfare and most often where we least expect to find it. Wow. I so appreciate those words. And my guess is if you're anything like me, that's not what you expected to be in a poem called what you won't hear on cable news. I don't, I'm not sure what I thought, but I, I loved that. Also, I want to, I want to let folks know Carrie's having some work done at her house. So you might hear some banging and pounding. We heard just a little bit in there and uh, nothing's nothing bad is happening. Actually, good work is happening at her house, but you might hear some of that yes, today. Of all yeah. um, I love that. What, um, what precipitated you writing that? And I'm sure you have witnessed these scenes in your traveling days certainly. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think our current form of, of getting information often is, is very focused on, you know, problems, the, the worst of human nature. What's, what's a scary, what's salacious, what's, you know, and, and yes, we need to talk about problems. I mean, that's very important. Of course it is. Um, but at the same time, I think there, you know, you don't hear as much about how we are deeply still connected as human beings. Um, you know, all the experiences in that poem, yes, you know, happened when I was traveling, happened when I'm here at my own home. You know, that, that idea that, you know, that we are divided and there are no bridges. I don't mm -hmm. believe that's true. That there are still places that, that transcend, and, and usually they're human, human stories um, and human connections. And, and I, I really wanted to say something about it, that there's a different kind of news. You know, there's, there's the news that comes from your heart, you know, that, um, that you know from your experience. That if you ask, you know, when... I don't know how many people I've said, if, if I ask you, do you know anyone personally who has a kind heart? Mm -hmm. Anyone who has extended themselves in some way beyond one of those dividing lines for, for love, for family, for the food bank, for whatever it is, almost everyone will say, yes, of course. I know a lot of people like that. I'm like that. You know, so I, I think there's, it, it's, it's important to be able to talk about issues and problems and, you know, what we need to work on, because otherwise we don't work on them. But at the same time, to be able to kind of claim the news of the heart and the news of the spirit, you know, that each and every day that the world still turns on an axis of goodness, and you'll see it, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Oh. I, I really appreciate that. 
so much. And, and I think it's a, it's a message we desperately need to hear too. So thank you for that. It's a balance. It's definitely yes, a balance. yes, it is. You don't yeah. want a Pollyanna it, it either. Nope. You know, definitely. We're not talking Pollyanna here. Yep. Yes. Um, I, I think we need to hear some music after that. And I'm going to leave music up to you, whatever, you know, clips, pieces of music that you want to play. We won't necessarily hear whole songs. Um, but I, I would love for people to hear just some pieces of, uh, and so why don't you pick a piece of something that you'd like to, to share with us? Well, um, how about, uh, there's a song on the new album called the handing over time Mm -hmm. and it's about, um, transition. You know, that, um, you know, the, the, the natural image is, uh, I wrote this with my pianist and longtime collaborator, Gary Walters, and we were sitting on my front porch and it was that day, you know, sometimes when the seasons change, it happens subtly. It happened and, and you wake up in the morning and you go outside and you say, oh, it happened. It's now fall. And the temperature might not be that different, but something in the air has shifted. The light yes. has shifted a little bit. And it happened where we, we, we passed from, you know, a threshold to something yes. new. And I, I think that happens in nature. And I think that happens in our lives too, that oh, I'm leaning into a growing edge. I'm leaning into a growing, ah, oh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, so it's called the handing over time. The creek bed dries and then it fills The shadows lengthen as shadows will The last wild roses go to seed The summer birds, they take their leave As the light goes golden Golden, here we are, here I am, here we stand in the handing over time. All that shines, all that rust in the light and borrowed dust, it all comes round and round again. Curtains of leaves dripped away The fields are filled with wheels of hay The yellow finches fade to gray At least the ones who choose to stay As the light goes golden Golden Here we are Here I am Here we stand In the handing over time All that shines All that rust In the light and borrowed dust It all Comes round And round again Something fine 
and true and deep happened when I was asleep. Something there, right in my palm. It was here, and then it's gone. The creek bed dries and then it fills. The shadows lengthen as shadows will. As the light goes golden, golden. Here we are, here I am. Here we stand in the handing over time. All that shines, all that rust. In the light and borrowed dust, it all comes round and round again. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. The handing over time. Oh, Carrie, that was, that was lovely. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. And so many more. We'll hear again from Carrie musically before we end our time today, but it's a tremendous album. If that just, if you sit there and go, oh yeah, that I could breathe as I listen to that. Yeah, you can breathe as you listen to the album. So many good thoughts and beautiful music um, that accompanies it as well. Carrie, I wanted to ask you about one of your poems called Liminality. And I, I don't know if you feel this way or have noticed, but it's interesting when certain themes come up, they, they seem to be repeated um, it, publishers will even talk about emerging themes. And I don't know how people keep track of that stuff, but I feel like I've been reading about liminality in a couple of people's uh, resources that are out there. And then here I'm seeing a poem by that name. You know, so I don't know if you feel like this is a, a topic that's out there or what moved you to write about liminality. And I'll let you describe what that is. And then, well, and then read the poem. Well, I think of, you know, yeah, I think you're right. This, this um, sense of attention to the experience of liminality. Uh, I think there's been a, a kind of an interest in it or, um, you know, an emerging thought with it. And uh, I've been kind of writing about liminality for a long time. Yes. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, this idea of being between, you know, the, the, there's this beautiful time between day and dark, you know, that, that glowing blue hour of the evening, you know, and, and what that feels like. Um, and same thing happens on the other side of the day, you know, um, you know that, that, that moment when, you know, the owls are going to sleep and the songbirds are, are waking up, when the bats are heading in, and the birds are heading out, you know, it's, you know, and I think, and, and that sense also, um, spiritual liminality, that we are, we're kind of, we're living in this daily, tangible 
world. And I love the physical world, you know, that, I mean, there's nothing like a good bowl of soup. I mean, it's like <laughs> the physical world has wonderful things in it. And at the same time, that we're always walking in spiritual space and spiritual time. And I, I most often catch that. I, I think, you know, I catch it in different places. I catch it in relationships, in moments with people, um, sometimes in worship space. But for me personal, in music, I catch it in music uh, and in poetry and art. Um, but I very, very often will, will catch it in the natural world. There is something luminous, something great and luminous that I catch from the corner of my eye. Ah, there it is. There it is. There it is again. Just take a deep breath. You know, the sun is going down and my heart is too big for my chest. You know, it's like, ah, holding my baby in my arms for the first time. And time expands in all directions. You know, those moments of liminal spiritual space. And I think about that a lot. Um, maybe it's like the poet's world. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> well, I was thinking, even as you were describing it, I wanted to raise my hand and say, I can hear the wheels turning in people's heads saying, oh, I want to view the world more like Carrie. How does she notice these things? How do we begin to notice those things? And I know some of it is how you're wired and who you've been, you're created to be, but you know, how do we begin to notice better or more? I think, I think it is a practice too. I, I think there is a, a certain personality to it. I've always leaned into mystery ever since I was little. I don't know why I was, yeah, kind of wired that way. But at the same time, I do think that all of us are wired a little bit for mystery and um, in one way or another, and, and that it does take some practice. And the more we practice, the more you see, the more you see, the more you see, the more you cannot unsee. Um, I do writing workshops sometimes, and this is like a little, I'm going to suggest this to folks, a couple little things. One is go out with your phone or whatever you take pictures on and go close in, not the big vista, but Mm -hmm. go and take pictures of small things of, of, um, you know, uh, small plants or flowers or, you know, get close up in detail and how amazing things are when you stop and notice. Then write down, write down once a day, once a day, write down something in detail that caught your attention. You know, sometimes I'll ask people in a writing workshop, write down one line, one line of any old thing that you noticed and you noticed enough that it caught your attention enough that you could write it down in detail. And sometimes folks go, oh, oh, I can't really think of much. It's like, and I said, well, try today then. And sometimes people will have detail buddies. I have a friend, my friend Faith, who we are detail buddies. We will send emails <laughs> or texts to each other. The thing, this little thing that we noticed or big thing, whatever it was that we noticed. And it was like, it becomes a practice. It becomes a way of just walking around. Ah, I noticed. And at first you're doing it like an exercise, but then the more you do it, the more delightful it becomes. Having a detail buddy is a great thing, you know. I Someone. love that. Oh my goodness. And then, you t- 
And then your texts start to look like a litany, like this beautiful poem or litany of small moments, little mm-hmm. things that are beautiful and surprising or confusing or funny. You know, it just, yeah, that's my I little suggestion. That. But Thank you. Ideas. I had to interject that and ask you that before you read liminality after that beautiful uh, description of what you're about to launch into. So I'll let you do that. Okay. So his, this is called liminality. So much of what we know lives just below the surface. Half of a tree spreads out beneath our feet, living simultaneously in two worlds, each half informing and nurturing the whole. A tree is either and neither, but mostly it's both. I am drawn to liminal spaces, the half-tamed and unruly patch where the forest gives way and my little garden begins, where water air and light overlap, becoming mist on the morning pond. I like to sit on my porch step, barn jacket and boots in the long last exhale of the day where bats and birds loop in and then out, one rising to work, one readying for sleep. And although the full moon calls the currents and the dark moon reminds me that my best language has always emerged out of the silence, It is in the waxing and the waning where I most often live, neither here nor there, but simply on the way. There are endings and beginnings, one emerging out of the other, but most days I travel in the ever-present, the curious now, the betwixt and between, the almost but not quite the beautiful, but not yet. I've been learning to live with what is, more patient with the process, to love what is becoming and the questions that keep returning. I am learning to trust the horizon I walk toward is an orientation, not a destination, and that I will keep catching glimpses of something great and luminous from the corner of my eye. I am learning to live with where loss holds fast and where grief lets loose and unravels where the new kind of knowing can pick up the thread, where I can slide palms with a paradox and nod at the dawn as the shadows pull back and spirit meets bone. Ah, I just feel like I need a big pause after these poems, you know, kind of like the (laughs) Selah in the Psalms, just because they're so thoughtful and it, and then we need time to take them in. And I encourage people to, you know, get a copy of the book and take in this poetry, sit with this poetry, even, even I'll say, even use it as Alexio Divina, just uh, what a beautiful way to take poetry in. Um, Oh, I love that. That's just absolutely lovely. Um, and so, I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Thoughts. Oh, I said, gosh, thank you. I really appreciate that. I use, I use poetry often as a, as a morning meditation. Yes, absolutely. And I think people who are struggling to understand poetry, my experience has been, and maybe you can say a, a more educational word about it, but my experience has been the more I sit with it, the more I do see and understand that using it as a practice, practicing practice does help. Um, But what are your thoughts? Because I know sometimes people say, I can't, I can't understand poetry. I struggle. 
I think part of it is finding a poet too that resonates because sometimes, you know, and there's different styles. It's just like music, you know, for some folks, if it's not jazz, it's not music. It's just not, it's not, you know, and jazz is wonderful. You know, if it's not classical, it's just, you know, it's, there is music that resonates on a deep soul level. It's like, ah, when I hear that song, something in me rises up, you know, and, and poetry is like that too. There's not just one kind of poetry. And I think sometimes it gets painted with one brush. Like I have a hard time with poetry, but sometimes it's finding that artist, that that style of poetry that really resonates with you, like a kind of music resonates with you. That's so Um, helpful. You know, and I, you know, myself, I, I often, um, uh, lean into, uh, I love all kinds of poetry, but, um, I think I, I first started leaning into poets that, um, often use the natural world, often had a spiritual current to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Oliver, Wendell Berry, um, Naomi Shiab Nye, um, David White. There's just so many wonderful, um, uh, you know, Billy Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I just keep naming and naming. But yes, folks, that, hit that, pause on the podcast and rewind, and you can write all those names down. That's so helpful. I love that. But you know, it's like, yes, poetry is like music. There's different styles, and there's yeah. different kinds of artists. And find sometimes it's finding the one yeah. that uh, gives you that window that really resonates with you. And I think that's the same with visual arts too. We don't resonate with every kind of visual art that we see in a museum or a store or wherever, you know, it's, I I appreciate that, that, um, that counsel that's really helpful, I think, as we look toward poetry and and music as well. And I think there's this thing that happens with art sometimes that we, we, we look at art and we, we, we approach it with a, with a period at the end of the sen- a sentence. I like it, I don't like it, right? Instead of entering into that artwork with a question mark at the end. Ah, why? Why is this moving me so? Nice. Why? Why? Well, I'm not sure exactly why it doesn't. But just, you know, because a period stops it right there. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, but, but to approach artwork. And I... And I think that way, you know, I'm a visual artist as well. And I feel like, you know, thank goodness that there's not only one kind of music or there's not only one kind of uh, painting or one kind of poetry, or there's not only one kind of person. What an, uh, you know, that we are so, you know, people are interesting and complex and different in all kinds of ways. And we resonate with some people more than others. That happens too, you know? We learn to get along with all kinds of folks, but we also have deep personal friends that our souls recognized one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think art works that way too. Thank goodness there's not just one kind of song. Don't you think curiosity is a, is a really important thing to cultivate too in the midst of this? That's a big help. You know, I think that's really helpful. Uh, Parker, I, I, I do a podcast with uh, Parker Palmer if folks don't have all his books, they should immediately go get them. I, he's just one of my favorite authors and people on the planet. And we do a podcast called The Growing Edge. And um, he has this wonderful thing. He says, when the going get, gets tough, turn to wonder. Mm. Oh, so good. 
And I don't know how many times in the last few years I have said that to myself, uh, turn to wonder, Carrie, you know, I wonder, I wonder what the deeper story is there. I wonder where that thread of connection might happen. I wonder, um, instead of, you know, yeah, when the going gets tough, turn to wonder. And it's, it really helps. I mean, it's just such a great advice. And um, yeah, thank you, Parker, for that one, for sure. I love that. And uh, folks, I will give you the link to in the show notes to um, the Growing Edge podcast and to Carrie and Parker's work together, a website for that and Carrie's website. So if you're you know, out jogging in the park and you don't have a pen and paper, you can find all of that info in the show notes. Um, Carrie, I think it would be great to hear even, even a piece of one more song. And I don't know what, I'll let you choose, like you did the first one, um, something that you well, would like to sing. How about something um, a little more lively? Um, sure. Because um, there's all kinds of songs on this album. Some are uh, tender, like the one I just uh, wrote or sang for you. But this one came about, I, I actually was texting with Parker and <laughs> we were talking about some of the things we were doing. And he just texted me and said, well, Carrie, you're just a Molly Brown. <laughs> and I love that. I said, well, I think I, I'm taking that as a compliment. And and um, and if folks don't know, Molly Brown was, uh, she was a really interesting character in history. And she was on the Titanic when it went down. And, you know, the story goes that she was organizing people, trying to get them on the, and then when she was in the boat, she rolled up her sleeves and she started rowing. And, and I was thinking about resilience and how we've all had to get really creative. I mean, all of, I mean, all of us have learned things like Zoom. Who knew? We'd all like know how to work Zoom, you know, at the end of the year. Um, and all kinds of other things we've been needing to be very creative about our parenting creative about our spiritual communities and, and creative community. Um, for me, I, I, I started doing online concerts and workshops. Um, uh, my husband created a, an online um, a concert platform called Mandolin that I've worked with quite a bit. You know, nice. we've all been getting real creative and, um, and resilience with this idea. And yes, we get tired, we get really tired. And and, uh, you know, just kind of honoring the passion and the love and the resilience of women, you know, guys too, guys too, but this particular song, we're going to focus a little on, on, the, on the women, but this idea of what supports resilience and who, who are the ancestors we can look back to and, and, and really take some courage in and, and mm. inspiration because they were, they were rowing for the long haul too. There was a line in the poem I just read you know, that working toward that better, kinder world is an orientation more than a destination. Yes. It's getting in the boat and rowing for the long haul. Yes. We've all been rowing for the long haul and, um, you know, taking comfort in those who have done that before us in all nice. kinds of ways, honoring them. And also knowing that in that long haul kind of rowing, you have to pull, and you have to rest mm-hmm. at the pull and rest. So this is called Like Molly Brown. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna row my boat like Molly Brown. I'm picking up an oar when the ship went down. When she made it home, Molly kissed the ground. I'm gonna row my boat like Molly Brown. Pull and rest, pull and rest. Do your best, not more or less. Rest and pull, pull and try. Keep asking why till we all meet on the other side. I'm gonna row my boat like Rosa Parks on that downtown bus, trying to embark. She didn't know if she. Would see the mountain top when asked to stand. Rosa did not pull and rest. Pull and rest. Do your best. Not more or less. Rest and pull. Pull and try. Keep asking why till we all meet. On the other side. Well, <laughs> it goes I love on. it. I love it. it. I uh, that is so good. And this is what I'm doing. I'm sitting here going, okay, this is the fastest podcast recording that I've done. I can't believe how time is like blown. This has oh, been so wonderful and thoughtful and encouraging. And and I've had the benefit of reading many more of your poems. I haven't read the entire book, but I've read a lot and I've listened through the whole album. I mean, this is such, it's kind of like balm for the soul. I honestly, Thank you so, so good. And I can't believe we're, we're out of time. <laughs> um, I had more poems on my list that I wanted to hear. People are just going to have to get the book and get the album and, and hear them. Um, Carrie, uh, are you starting back into live things yet? Or you will be at some point? How's that going? Let's find I, that out first. I just started back in September uh, into live performance in person uh, with full COVID protocols. You know, we're making sure to take care of one another uh, in, in these shows. Um, but it's been wonderful. I, I've loved the online work. Um, I, if, if recording is apples and live in person <laughs> shows are oranges, uh, um, uh, live streaming shows are kind of kiwi. So you know, <laughs> yes. it's, kind of, yes. it's like they're different animals. Um, yeah. But, uh, and I've really enjoyed creative community with uh, online streaming, but it's awfully nice to also uh, be back in contact with uh, live performances in community nice. uh, with folks. So uh, yes. And uh, my touring schedule is on my, my uh, website, carrynewcomer.com. Great. Uh, also, I have an Instagram page, Facebook page, you know, all, all of the above. Nice. And, um, also, uh, you know, on my website, you know, my book is there, my, my other books and um, uh, CDs, uh, also, you know, wherever you get your, your, your books yes. online, you know, um, it's available there. So you're everywhere. 
Uh, <laughs> right now, it's really a pretty intensive touring. I'm all over the country, so I do feel like I'm a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, today, good, and I, I want to say to people too that I will, I will also have in the show notes links to your social media pages as well. So they can find you in those spaces, which is always fun, as well as your website that you just mentioned and um, your podcast that you do with Parker and all of that. Um, that'll be in the show notes. I, I so appreciate what you do and that you are continuing to do it and that you're, I, you know, I, kind of, I think I wrote down in my notes, you know, social commentary. Some of what you do is really just through your music and, and poetry, you're commenting on life, whether that's just your life where you live or the broader life. It just always makes me think um, of my smaller world and my larger world. And I love that. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And, and yes, there's a lot about, uh, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of answers, but I have good questions. And I keep coming back to those questions in the um, books and in the, 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 the music, this idea of, um, you know, the inner work that supports the outer work, yes. the daily, the personal, um, you know, that, that there are great blessings there, there's great insights there. Um, and at the same time, you know, how, how that inner work, how that daily personal close-up work, how important it is, and, and how it informs how then we walk around in the world, in the wider yes. world. Yes. That it's all kind of uh, linked together. That's so, so good. I thank you so much for being here again. I really appreciate your time and your gifts. Thank you for sharing them today. Thank you. It's been great. You asked some wonderful questions and I just so appreciate. Well, thank you. And to everyone else, as always, I say, keep the conversation going.